I've established myself as the the person in these chats who <sighs> who always calls out people who have like microphone problems. I've been doing it all the time. Um when I've been playing games and stuff, we'll have like a group of fifteen <laughs> people on and everyone I'm like somebody's somebody's got their microphone, so everything everybody else says echoes twice. Mm. And and I'm thinking like how has nobody mentioned this? And I, I think they're all just too polite. So I've, I've established myself as the guy who goes, "Oh, do you mind? Uh, do you mind just checking your microphone there?" And uh, I've had people send me private messages saying, "Thank you, that was really pissing me off." But I think I'll just say it's not like a personal slight. No, I'm glad we have one of those. One of you lot. Keep us right. An audio pedant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, shall I play the music? I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Here we go. Just doing a short one. Did we agreed we'd go oh. back to that, didn't we? Oof. Did we? Your call. Yeah, I think the show. So, was Laura, there. what a what a pick this what week! What a film! I'm so excited. Um, How did you come across <laughs> this one? I can't remember. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Sorry. I no, suppose we... there's very little that I could remember by the end of it. So, um, me and Kira, obviously, Kira got Disney Plus. We were looking through some old yep. films. What was it? I think we'd watched. Um, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, mm-hmm. which was fine. It was okay. Um, and then... Also Jules Verne, like, right? Also Jules Verne. And it just sparked this desperate need to have more of that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Could you... Jason Mason? Could you summarise exactly what you mean by that sort of thing? <laughs> like, how, how can I describe the majesty... <laughs> And decadence of whatever this was. <laughs> I don't know. We watched this, and I was so excited by it, and so it was just—it was just ah, indescribable. And I thought I'm going to pick that one day for film club. And what do you know? A few weeks later, here we are. And I don't regret <laughs> it at all. I don't even want to hear your opinions of it. It doesn't matter to me. This was the perfect Brilliant. film. <laughs> the perfect film, ten out of ten. No more discussion. <laughs> Play the music. <laughs> um, Fernando, yeah, was this the think? perfect film? Um, I mean, the perfect film. Um, <laughs> no, I want to say no. Unless no. we, unless we redefine in perfect for what? I suppose in. <laughs> <laughs> A perfect example of a perfect <laughs> example of a, of a film that I do not wish to see again. <laughs> do you, do you have criticisms of the film? I do. Um, I think that we we've we've um, watched now several films that have been that have dealt with gloriously long. Oh. No, that have dealt with discrimination, like um, mm, yep. Lagan and what was the other uh, uh, the other one? It was Dostana, that was also mm, 
I don't know, also somehow rude. Very homophobic, uh-huh. I think we decided. And this one, uh, and even though I guess those those two are blatantly rude, they did not bother me as much as this one. I oh, I was oh. really having a tough time just watching. I had to watch the, the movie in like more than seven sessions because... I was just getting annoyed at the dialogue, and I was like, "Oh, I just, I just cannot stand this." And for some reason, it was very difficult for me to watch this film. Okay, as if you you were really put off by something by all the yeah remarks against against women. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I see. I see. This is the remarks by Professor Lindenbrook. <laughs> what remarks? Uh, I don't know what you're talking and about. And by some, and by by the women themselves. Uh, okay. Uh, at certain points. Fabulous. Uh, I think we'll we'll definitely get somewhere. Well, yeah, we can we can get into that, can't we? Um, mm-hmm. How about you guys? What did you think, Claire? I quite enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I thought it was quite a good adventure. I mean, it was very offensive in its own ways, but yeah, as you see, we can get into that. Entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel a little uh, ridiculous at times. Michael, I think ridiculous might be a good word. <laughs> I I did quite enjoy this. Uh, um, it was so campy and over the top <laughs> in several ways, and parts of it were were unbelievably just laughable and ridiculous. Um, but overall, do you know, I th- I think looking back on it, I I remember it as a, an enjoyable film <laughs> that I I got a lot out of. Um, it built built a kind of adventure quite well. Um, if only I could take it a bit more seriously. <laughs> I wonder if and at I the time, time people has, took it seriously. Time has hit it hard. Yeah, I'd did, like did, to know that. Yeah, did people think this was like a great, like a, a genuinely good adventure film, or whether it was just sort of rubbish? Because it is like it's yeah. it's rubbish, but it's fun, <laughs> isn't it? It's just a good. <laughs> It's like being in a theme park. That's what I felt. It's like we were just moving through this sort of... <laughs> well, that's one of my comments was, why isn't this a Disney ride? I think well, that would be... Oh, it yeah. is. <gasps> Disneyland, pa- um, Disneyland Japan have a Journey to the Centre of the Earth ride. And no. it was closed oh, when we went. Which you've been on? No, oh, it was no. closed. We were so upset. Um, it was closed You for... have to go on, on the last day of May and... Mount Fuji actually directs a sunbeam <laughs> into a hidden door in the park. Oh, I see. We were there on the last day of May. That's so weird. We oh, went well. genuinely for Kira's birthday, which is the 31st of May. Can't believe we missed <laughs> oh, okay. it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe Count Sagnuson got there before us and mislaid, <laughs> Mis- misdirected us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we did a YouTube. Um, we went through the ride through on YouTube, and it looks incredible. Um, okay. So yeah. Oh man. Well, next time I'm in Japan, 
I will probably not go on it. (laughs) (laughs) I will find something better to do. (laughs) What? There is nothing better to do. City on Earth. (laughs) Look, I've been round the city, and I can tell you that nothing will beat Disney Sea. (laughs) (laughs) I've done Tokyo. It's there for changeover and trains. Nothing to see. Yeah. <laughs> Change over in trains. <laughs> you know, someone asked me a couple of a few weeks ago. Uh, in fact, it was Michael Threes <laughs> said, have you, "Have you been to Munich, then, Michael?" Because he was going to Munich, and I said, uh, "No, I've not not been to Munich." Oh, actually, having said that, I did get engaged there, uh, but no, I've not. <laughs> Because that is literally all I did in Munich. <laughs> ah, right, so there's a lot to unpack in this film. Yes. And I've only got two hours. <laughs> should, should we so, start uh, with the we sh- with Fernando's? Yeah. The, the s- Shall well, we, whatever. Laura? That, that would be a typically female question right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so I... I have a few notes about the sexism in it, mm-hmm. and I think I came to a very different position uh, compared to Fernando. Um, but maybe <laughs> Fernando could could talk about what what is your what position kind of that it was, was. Is your position that it was perfectly acceptable, and then we should go to those practices of the past? <laughs> <laughs> no. So my my position is that uh, Professor Lindenbrook, in particular, was extremely sexist. And that he was portrayed all the way through as being generally rude and ignorant, and that that was one aspect of his character, and that Carla all the way through was was showing him up and showing that he was wrong, and that he was uh, he was somewhat persuaded in the end. I thought it was a a good or at least a reasonable. Uh, sort of story arc to have somebody who is a misogynist and ends up learning the errors of their ways and ends up coming to to respect women as you know potentially equal partners in adventures and that kind of thing hmm. and i I found that quite satisfying and that that almost made all of the it sort of, yeah made all the sexist bits feel very different because we were supposed to be looking at him and thinking oh what a what a ignorant old fool. It was a bit like uh, Professor Henry Higgins in My Fair Lady. Mm. Um, it, it's just going on all the time about how awful women are, but he's he's always portrayed as this this foolish man uh, who again l- learns the error of his ways, at least to, uh, to some extent by the end. Fernando, and that is different from oh, what we get. From, sorry, uh, from what we get from some films, which is. Uh, characters say sexist things and we're meant to see it and think, oh yeah, that's about right, like in Dostana or whatever mm. else it might be where, where there's just uh, ignorance is at the core of the writing. Uh, what I didn't notice was the women themselves saying stuff. Um, so but yeah, I'd love to hear what, what Fernando thinks about all of this. I simply don't think that the professor changed his mind. Uh, when he um, finally I guess, started a relationship with the, I, I forgot her name, but with her, I Carla. with Carla, I felt so bad for her. Um, all the time, I guess I see what you mean. 
when when he said that um that you meant to see that she is the one who shows him uh, I, I guess that she that, that she's on the right but I, I kept thinking no uh, I guess that probably some women be, were behaving like this in the past except nobody thought that they were in the right and they just had to live through all the those sexist comments and nobody ever thought that they were wrong um which made it particularly mm. stressful um and i think at some point um there is a a scene where they are reading that some explorers uh were went through an opening in the volcano and they were reading i guess the name of all the men and then they also read the name of read carter's name and it was also a woman who was hearing the news from the newspaper and then she herself was surprised that a woman was present mm. she was like what a woman as, as if she herself did not <laughs> believe that women should be allowed into such adventures and i guess that showed how Uh, ingrained sexism was that even they themselves did not think that they should be there. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, also when Carla, there, there was a point where Carla refused to shoot, um, one of the villains and her excuse was like, Oh, well, I'm, I guess I'm just a woman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought that would, I, I guess that's somehow understandable, but also thought the, that was a mistake on her part. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. hmm. I think I'm somewhere in the middle, which is that um, I think we were definitely meant to see him as being this like cantankerous old misogynist, which was just part of his character. Yeah. And he learned to see the error of his ways. But I do agree with Fernando that he didn't actually learn the error of his ways. He just fancied her. <laughs> And then, like, we don't see any evidence that he's actually changed his opinion on women just because he is now, he grew attached to her, certainly. I don't know whether he, maybe he learned to respect her. I don't know. It's not really explored. Um, but I don't know. I think with Jenny being, I don't know if she was shocked that a woman would go on the expedition. Or maybe she was, but I felt like she was more, like, jealous and worried. And we could see that there were some grounds to that because Alec does try and get it on with Carla at one point um, yeah <laughs> um yeah but i i suppose there was so, probably also some subtle sexism woven in throughout like with carla using her gender to get out of shooting which i think though to be fair they all use different excuses like alex saying i, I can't shoot with mm. my left arm and think i yeah i don't know i don't know claire what do you think <clears throat> I think I'm with Fernando. I found it quite infuriating. Um, not just because of the overt sexism and, you know, the the protagonist being really sexist, um, but the... all the, the ways that as a woman on that journey, she had to not just be competent like she she had to be excellent to earn her place like it was all right for one of the the men to disappear um but she 
she did everything perfectly to be able to just be seen as worthy of a place. Mm. Um, I, uh, she heard the 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 guy walking at night, and it's just so much stuff that's so familiar, even in modern society, about just like dismissing women's opinions and observations. Um, yeah, and expecting them to excel to just earn a place. Um, Did I don't the really, film know really that? annoyed me. <laughs> you know, it Sorry? knew that she was exceptional, uh, that she had to be exceptional. I don't know. Yeah, I, I do see where you're coming from. I agree. I think, but I wonder also how aware it was of the way it was portraying her character. And oh, the reaction I, yeah, of the men. I definitely don't think it was aware. Hmm. I think that was the point: is that she was an exceptional person, and yeah. it took that to show the men that women are just as good as men. <laughs> yeah. You know, if a woman had come along who was just as good as the men, that would have been nothing. Mm. She had to be better than them to be seen as as good, um, and she had to be able to rustle up an astonishingly good meal for them all <laughs> from the weird mushrooms that yeah. were definitely <laughs> suspect and you don't yeah. just eat mushrooms that you find. Um, <laughs> but, you know, she also had to hold her own in all the manly things and <laughs> she had to do it all in a bloody skirt. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just... <sighs> just annoyed me basically fair sorry fair. that was a bit of a rant no i think that's fair mm. i mean it was it's definitely a kind of it's marked by its time not that that's an excuse but it, yeah, yeah. i mean that has no way yeah i think one yeah. of the most annoying parts was when she herself was just fed up and she was like oh okay i'm just leaving and she he responds okay should i just call your carriage to take you back and mm. i guess the in a normal position she could have just said yes uh, i guess you can call my carriage because i'm just leaving now uh but she felt like she had to demonstrate that all of those <laughs> horrible comments i guess could not go through her and she that that she had to stay um i don't know i really felt bad for her um and which was why it made me particularly sad at the end that after all she went through she for some reason decided to forget all those comments uh, <laughs> be like very christian and forgive everything without an apology <laughs> And <laughs> yeah, he just never accept this, uh -huh, and just accept this awful person. But to be fair, what are the chances of finding a man that did not share his opinions mm. at that time? Um, I guess it was either that or be lonely. Out of those two options, I guess I would have chosen to be single all my life. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> oh, I think we're forgetting a bit also that she was not the only female character. No, that's true. Even the duck had no. to be exceptional. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the duck was exceptional. Yeah. <laughs> and the duck was killed. The duck was the most competent of the them all. Duck was. Of course, the duck was killed. That was a that was a oh, heartbreaking moment. Wasn't it? Um, it was totally yeah. right, though. What? They don't have any food. I, they didn't, they <laughs> I thought looked. that was where the mushrooms were. I suppose they'd left them. You would assume they would have packed some bloody food from the mushrooms on that boat. Yeah, yeah you'd think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so to 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 get the the sexism thing, there there's something in in what you guys were saying, definitely, um, particularly like. Uh, Yeah, she she had to prove herself a little bit more than all the others, and that was that was noticeable. Mm. Um, again, though, I think a, a lot of this really was just Professor Lindenbrook stuff, like when she, uh, when she hears the stuff at night. Um, we see straight away Alec totally taking her seriously and saying, "Well, hang on, we you know shouldn't we." shouldn't we listen out for this and and he actually listens it's just professor lindenbrook that's um that's an old dinosaur and then he's shown to be wrong he has to eat his words and it's shown that she was the smart one all along uh, and that that does seem different to me and it it seemed to me that 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 was the case most of the time wait did that uh, actually happen because i what i remember is that alec just went to her side and said don't be afraid, madam, as if mm. he actually believed that he, she was hallucinating. Oh, really? Oh, yes. maybe I've... Yeah, no, I don't don't remember exactly now. Yeah, I feel like his reaction he, he was took more, seriously, oh, though, right? poor woman needs my help. Oh, well. He was frustrated. Yeah, oh, he was an use. unexplored sexist character. Like, every time there was peril, he was like, I'll save you! Um, like, when there, were, yes. when there was an earth shake, and he suddenly he's trying to, like, <laughs> pump her, her leg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't quite sure what he was trying to do there. Like, he's gonna grab onto her so that, like, if there's a rock, they'll both die. <laughs> or, like, it seemed that that could only have made life harder for her. Yeah, but that at least, yeah, w- was that meant to be chivalry or something? But then again, I I feel they sort of addressed this a bit because she she was shown to be the more mature, intelligent character, and it they explored this thing where actually he does just totally fancy her and tries it on with her and yeah. she very eloquently and totally in control turns him down in the most precise sort of sensible way possible um all through it i i felt like i was i mean she was basically the only the only really relatable character that that you end up liking, right? Apart from the duck. Um, Hans, thank you. <laughs> Sorry? Hans, obviously. The man oh, who and loved Hans. The duck. Yeah, Hans is good. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we like Hans and the duck. <laughs> but uh, am I wrong in this, that, that that she was always shown to have been the one that was right all along, yeah, like I in everything? So. Yeah, Well, the thing is, maybe, but I do, I I, I just worried so much that the characters themselves did not see that, uh, which Mm -hmm. was, uh, which is, which which was what made me so anxious. It's like, well, I mean, I guess that I, as a, 
is as a as as a person who's just watching the movie maybe i see this but the 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 people around her don't see this and uh, hmm. um, i so my feeling was if the audience it if like definitely the audience sees this then that's okay because it's sort of like there are some flawed characters and we see their flaws exposed and and that's it i i think there's something in yeah we maybe no we even explore alec don't we and see how he's a bit hopeless yeah he Um, was useless yeah i wrote down some defining character traits i liked him too but when i was writing down like their defining character traits his was very much just picks anything up and we'll put it into his mouth (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's so many times where he just <laughs> yeah thinks salt could be water <laughs> yes you don't fall into a, a load of yeah I'll, I'll try tasting this see what it is <laughs> he tried well, to drink I, it I, an infant would do that wouldn't they yeah. that's about yeah. the age you stop exploring <laughs> Years in your mouth, like a year and a half. <laughs> That's a good one. But anyway, yeah, I think they um, they crafted Carla as like the perfect woman on purpose, and not in a totally admirable hmm. way, probably. Which is that she was like so competent, so self assured, so sassy, but she was an amazing cook, and she had to be rescued sometimes. Um, which yeah. is probably like a, a, a late fifties idea of like this is the perfect female hero kind of like yeah. she's still very was... much a woman, but she's a very competent woman. Was that the most progressive thing they could think of? <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. there, there's something in that, right? That it, would it be fair to say audiences in the fifties were probably themselves a lot more sexist? Yeah, and yes. It it kind of therefore adds up that they've contrived this whole story about. Um, I'll tell you what, there was this woman, right? Yeah, but hear me out here, <laughs> and she was actually competent. Can you believe it? Um, seemed to be the the thread of the story there. Which, if they did that now, I think I'd be saying, yeah, of course, that's that's pretty sexist storytelling. Um, why should it be a surprise that she's um, that she's competent, just yeah. as competent as the men. I wonder if they um, do still do that now, though. You know, it's very much like the strong female hero trope, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you do see it, don't you? And, yeah. and I think it's probably worth calling out now. Mm-hmm. But for, for the time, it seemed like, and in the end, it is a positive message. Um, <laughs> and for the time, it felt like that was a message that needed to be stated. Not Some women that... can be as good as men. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> audiences actually had to learn that. Uh, other women and, are just there to marry. I kind the of other enjoyed women. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, I think F- Fernando is quite right. Actually, um, there's no way they should have got married. <laughs> yeah, that was so. I, my I do fair think lady. he came to respect her. Yeah, it was mm. very my fair lady. But but my fair lady was complicated with it. I think at the end you're not supposed to think, oh, Professor Higgins is totally better now. 
it, well, it's, it's the still last a bit thing, something weird. really awful, isn't it? Oh yeah, the last line is he sits down in his chair and goes, Eliza, where the devil are my slippers? <laughs> <laughs> As a sort of nod to, yeah, he's the same old guy. <laughs> but you have seen him go on some kind of journey. Um, but I don't think we got really enough of a journey from Professor Lindenbrook. <laughs> yeah, he didn't really go on. No. He seemed to respect her somewhat. He he was yeah. tr- talking to her like an equal at the end, but Fernando's quite right in saying he never apologised. He never really seemed to have a, a broader awakening about women and indeed everybody in his life that he was constantly horribly rude to. And he just sort of finished off as the hero who had done something amazing, but who, after all, was still a bit of a dick. Uh, and that wasn't quite satisfying. I couldn't quite believe that they would get married. Mm. I mean, she could was, have chosen was... hands. I, yeah, I would have married hands. <laughs> yep. Oh, Although, yeah, now that Gertrude's gone. <laughs> he would never get over Gertrude. That's, you'd always be thinking. <laughs> you'd <laughs> always to be, be second duck. <laughs> comparing you. Yeah. <laughs> she could have had any of them, couldn't she? she yeah. Alec was, <laughs> was crawling after her the whole time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you think it was because they they have these two like young men running around topless and they have to be like, he's straight. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You're to get past the haze code. Yeah. <laughs> this seems very homoerotic. Can you uh, make him fall in love? To to me, that was an indication of, you know, the phrase like it. If so and so was the last woman on earth, um, I think when a bunch of people have been together for, and we were led to believe this was like a six-month expedition mm. with nothing but darkness and these three other people for company. Not I darkness, could... Michael. There was bioluminescence. <laughs> darkness and bioluminescence. <laughs> I, I can believe that if you weren't a sociopath and didn't have a duck you were in love with, <laughs> then the, the suggestion was anyone would fall in love with just anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but not, not a man with a man. Not a man with a man. Well, I, <laughs> I think that would have been a much more interesting film. Uh, That's true. Yeah. But no, in the late 1800s, um, there, I think a lot of people didn't even quite realise that existed. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure about that. But I Ooh. guess, well, what do you mean? Um, not sure that they... I guess, I mean, it. it basically not... Wouldn't have occurred to Jules Verne that two of the men might have fallen in love. Oh, I see. Mm. That makes sense. I thought you meant that people who, like, people didn't realise that they could be, could have feelings for men. Like any men. I think a lot of people probably wouldn't have realised. Oh, okay, you were saying that. I'm not sure. I, I think, as you say, if you're, like, trapped down... In the in for for months and months on end with just I think it's it's very possible. But wait, are you suggesting that they did not read the Iliad or uh, Arian's <laughs> Anabases, which are ancient texts that talk about uh, mm, men being attracted to men? That was pre-Christianity, though, wasn't it? So. Uh... But the idea was there. Yeah. 
they were just confused and didn't understand that that didn't exist though. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I sorry, yes, what well, I'm I'm not trying to say that the whole idea of homosexuality is new or anything like that. Um but I think audiences in like the Victorian period were super repressed and were really um were really shy about things ideas like homosexuality were so taboo to audiences of something like Jules Verne um, that maybe a lot of people would would not have imagined um, yeah people would not have imagined two men falling in love because they've just lived in such a heteronormative society which is a tragedy Okay, so Maybe I'm wrong. Jules Verne, so he was born on the 8th of February, 1828, and, yeah. uh, and Oscar Wilde was born in, okay, 1854, which still is, is, is not mm. that far away, and um, and he basically wrote the picture of Dorian Gray, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah, I think that's okay. Uh, so I think that uh, the idea was certainly, as in the... the the, I think that those ideas were certainly present at that time, I would say. They were very or, fringe, though, weren't they? Like, Oscar Wilde was was not uh, commonplace. His, his lifestyle and his writings were quite shocking to a lot of people. So um, shocking, he was sent to prison for them, right? Yeah. Um, oh, but, in fact, that's that that it, it precisely proves Fernando's point because uh I mean I haven't read the picture of Dorian Gray but it, it's not explicit it or at least the the version that would have been uh available at the time was was not explicit in the the sort of homoerotic sense it was just that people read into it and said look the way he's describing this this is subtly uh favoring homosexual relationships right and if they if they had been so closed off to the idea that they wouldn't even have even thought of it, uh, then there never would have been a trial. Oh, yeah. or, or am I wrong? Is the book more more um, explicit than I'm thinking? I mean, the book uh, as in the the book as it was censored, and I, I guess that the book that most people have read, it's certainly extreme. To me, is very subtle. I mean, when I read it, I definitely did mm. not see any homosexuality in it. But then the yeah. original version, without any censorship, it, I, I think it is quite explicit. You do see it. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, it is not. Uh, it's, it's not explicit in this in, in 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 the sense that it is just gross. It's just that it is evident. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean by explicit. Uh, I guess um, that's what I also what I meant. But but sometimes the word explicit, like some people say, mm-hmm. there are some explicit ex- explicit images, but and, yes. and, and, and they and they mean that maybe they are a little bit indecent. Um, mm. Yeah. And can you tell us which which version of the novel was uh, was Oscar Wilde put on trial for? 
so there are, in, in fact, there are several versions. So the the unedited, as in a completely uncensored version, I think was never published until very right. recently. Because once once the editor got the copy of the of the original text, he himself thought it was just extremely evident, and he got so alarmed that he just corrected it, as in it omitted certain things, omitted yeah, I guess words and paragraphs that were just to his taste extremely explicit. And that version got that censored version got published, but even that version was so explicit, according to some people, I guess, to the audience of back then, mm. that it got further censored and um, and expanded um, to the version that we know today. So the the, the very original text was n- never published until two thousand and eleven, and the one that he was. Uh, sentence four was the first censored version. Yeah. Okay. I've changed my mind. I'm I'm taking it all back. This shit that I'm talking about. Um, Victorians didn't know about homosexuality. I think that I'm more and more. I'm thinking there's no evidence for that. And I said that too too hastily because I'm now thinking of like at least one or two other things that are counterexamples to my claim. So yeah. Uh, Maybe they totally had him fall in love so that no one, uh, no one would think that he was gay. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder. I think they tried very hard to make him a like masculine character, like a we very a heterosexual heart. Yeah. Mm. Well, okay. apparently Pat Boone was a big like teen heartthrob, and he had a lot of conditions to do the film, which is that he got to sing lots of songs, as I'm sure we all picked up on. <laughs> Um, that very long uh-huh. version of <laughs> the song oh, in the man, beginning. That was his condition yeah. for being in the film. Yeah. <laughs> um and just a lot of like running around topless and like being quite macho and manly and stuff. Even if he was seen as a yeah. bit of a like a young fool. Hmm. Brilliant stuff. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I was looking up some facts. I did like him. He, he was all right. Yeah, I quite liked him as well. Terrible Scottish accent. <laughs> it, it felt like they just sort of did a Scottish accent for sort of one in 20 or 30 words <laughs> yeah. just just to keep up the pretense that they're trying to do Scottish accents. <laughs> just say laddie every so often. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of laddie. <laughs> I was tr- I was looking for a while because he had these like crazy tartan trousers on, mm. um, and for a while I thought he was wearing a kilt. And I I had written down one of my notes about Carla was she's not wearing trousers, <laughs> and, like when she when they first turned up on, yeah. on this expedition on the mountaintop, like she's wearing a massive skirt. How ridiculous! And I'd written that down. I had actually crossed it out because. He wasn't wearing trousers either. But then I realised he was wearing trousers, so I wrote it back in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of their outfits. I like that he turned his trousers into hot pants eventually, though. Yeah, that's what we wanted. <laughs> that's, that's what all the swooning ladies wanted, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Then the eventual completely nude scene at the end. We were building towards that for quite some time. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> oh, Yeah. 
Oh, it was like a carry-on film, wasn't it? <laughs> I like the idea that those were like just woolen trousers, but they just left the sheep in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was good. Don't you hear it when they leave the sheep in your trousers? They <laughs> <laughs> forget to cut the sheep off when it's shearing season. Um, oh, so while we're on it, no, bit bit of racy humour at the end there. Oh, I've got Do you that. You guys get this? Yeah, I've got that note, like weird sex joke. Yeah. <laughs> what was he? Broke his leg falling out of the tree. Yeah. And then someone was saying to to his wife, um, oh. Uh, so you wouldn't have had your wedding night, would you? And she goes, well, he's an amazing man. And everyone's like, ah, ha, ha. And the entire audience fell out of their seat from fainting. And my top hat fell off. <laughs> it was it just so incongruous, just didn't fit so at all strange. with... The tone of the film that had been so conservative up to that point. I don't know where that came I bet, from. I think it's because we have to be like, look, he's so heterosexual. Don't question it for a second. <laughs> Even though he broke his leg, don't you worry about it. <laughs> Do you think that's another stipulation of his contract? I wonder. <laughs> we have to get some line in to establish that my dick works. <laughs> Somewhere in the film, or I'm yeah. not doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Weren't the scenes of Edinburgh exciting? The yeah, blatantly green screen uh, of him walking through the pipe band. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> oh. I didn't know that was a green screen. I think it was. like it where, just... the, where the pipe band are coming down Prince's Street yeah. and he's just walking, reading the paper and they yeah. all part for him. Yeah, I think I don't think that happened. Oh. Huh. Hmm. That's a weird one to green screen, isn't it? That's what I thought, because they've obviously done the filming. That here. seems like... Yeah. I thought that would be quite an easy one to do, especially because then all of the people would have to part around him without him being there. Yeah. Which I guess is doable. You just tell them to part at some point. Yeah. Mm. What's the point? (laughs) Maybe he couldn't make it for (laughs) on-location filming or something. (laughs) And they did that bit in California and had... uh... Yeah, that's what I wondered. Oh, that would be weird. Oh, well, I didn't notice. I was fooled by the <laughs> this stunning, high-quality special effects of this film. <laughs> it did win an Oscar for its effect. Oh, sorry? Sorry? Oh, I said it won an Oscar what for its special effects. No. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that answers the question, doesn't it? Which is, like, we, we asked this about the sexism, and we can ask it now about the effects. Like, did people think this was good at the time? <laughs> I think the <laughs> yes, is they yes. did, including the Academy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh my god, the lizards. <laughs> oh, I thought that was brilliant. 
uh, just changed the film so much. <laughs> I I was watching it. I was re- I was actually I was getting somewhere. I was thinking, oh, this is a bit bit campy and silly, but I, you know, there's something in it. It's kind of good adventure, <laughs> and I I laughed harder than I think I have ever laughed at a film. <laughs> I was literally in tears of laughter sitting next to Claire on the sofa here, just thinking. How did this happen? Like, just thinking back to when we started watching the film and him walking through Edinburgh and stuff, and I thought, how did this end with him running away from giant lizards on a beach under the earth? And then the lizard was singing, uh, and it woke up all its lizard friends, and then it, like, it was just... I just couldn't believe it. It was just so bad. It was really funny watching Michael watch that bit of the film. I've no idea what happened in the film, but (laughs) Michael was very funny. Glued these giant, like, whatever's onto the backs of these poor lizards. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Brilliant. Yeah. Just uh, the idea that people would be watching this going, wow, look at that dinosaur. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like so obviously just a little lizard that they put a tiny camera in front of. Um, it was as bad as, do you remember the time machine? Yeah. When like the bridge falls over and it's like this tiny bridge they made out of Lego and <laughs> yeah. pushed over. And you can kind of tell from the way like water moves that it's tiny. The and like how good cars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Um I just couldn't take it seriously. If it had been other stuff that like you've got to grow up sometimes and say, like, yeah, it was a long time ago, they had worse special effects, like we did for um but whatever, any of the old black and white films, Nosferatu, some of the old special effects were a bit rubbish. But you have to just just go with it. Um, but this, it was just, they just reached so far <laughs> <laughs> and expected us to ignore so much that I couldn't, couldn't handle it. What would you did rather you enjoy the did, lizards, though? Fernando? I thought, oh, I, I, yeah, I mean, yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> oh, <great. laughs> <laughs> were you were you convinced? No, not at all. You didn't hide behind the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> no. They were the least sexist characters, though. That's true. <laughs> it's true. They didn't describe. Yeah, they went for everyone equally. Yeah. <laughs> well, you say that actually. The one lizard found them and then roared and went and woke up all its lizard friends. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was the female lizard that didn't trust herself to eat some humans and woke up the the husband and the brother and the dad to come and to come and rescue her i don't know well we have no evidence of that but uh if it was the case do you think it'd be that coincidence <laughs> no i think that's legit okay that sounds like symbolism in fact Michael. i've read the novel and that's exactly what happened <laughs> I think I read that the director no said. <laughs> <laughs> the DVD outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Laura? I, I was just going to say on like 
on the topic of symbolism that I shoehorned in there. Um, <laughs> that the director said that there is no subtext to this film. Oh, <laughs> that's never stopped us before. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no subtext I think he said it's just a classic adventure film yeah I mean there's always Fair subtext enough. though isn't there <laughs> <laughs> must be something represented something nah. <laughs> how is there water at the centre of the earth sorry we oh, they explain <laughs> that clear to- Bad physics, right? Here we go. <laughs> yeah, they made that very clear, Claire. Come on, yeah, Laura, what was it? There was a fissure opened up in the earth, and it, a, an ocean fell in, and it closed up again. And uh-huh. the city of Atlantis fell in too. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Done, done, done. <laughs> All ties up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that bit's based on fact. And the the whole like having a. <laughs> 17% oxygen atmosphere of air above this centre of the earth ocean. That was... So I found well, the, I... the lack of logic a little distracting at times. <laughs> I tried to just like suspend that mm-hmm. because obviously it's an absurd premise, but sometimes it was just like, well, this is just too ridiculous. What... It it was pretty ridiculous. Um, yeah, the the bioluminescent like slime. Mm. We saw one of those, and we we're like, oh, it just about lights up the way enough. But then after that, it was just well, everything they encounter is fully lit. <laughs> yeah, like oh, as if it was day. daytime. Yeah, I really enjoyed <laughs> that he turned these lamp off, and it got brighter. When yeah, they're like, the oh, you don't need that? your lamp. And he turns the lamp off and then the lights turn up. It's like, that's not how it works. It's not like... Well, yeah. clearly the lamps were blocking the phosphorescent light. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, so the main one... You can't see an ultraviolet light when the lights are on. Yeah. There were two more that I thought were particularly bad. One of them was gravity. Does gravity just still go down when you're at the centre of the Earth? Is there just a canonical down and people in Australia just fall off yeah. and go out into space? Like, no, in the middle of the Earth, there's no, like, gravity's pulling equally on all sides. You'd just float. Really? <laughs> you wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Well, I never thought about that. How interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, there's no no reason to think about it because no one can go to the centre <laughs> of the Earth, as anybody would know. If they... <laughs> as Jules Verne, I suspect, did also know. Um but yeah, like if you're if you're at the North Pole, the gravity pulls you south, and it like pulls you down. If you're on the South Pole, it pulls you in the opposite direction. If you're in the middle, there's no gravity. Uh, and so yeah, the idea that like I thought like I was just about willing to be like, oh well, just forget it. It's just just a fun story. But then they sailed to the center of the Earth, and all the metal things went away. <laughs> Because of the North Pole and the South Pole, <laughs> and I just thought, so so we're doing physics now, are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> appalling. 
And the the other one, which was just so unforgivable, um, there was the gunshot, and it echoed around. <laughs> And, it, and he took he took out a previously unmentioned device, a plot device, perhaps an echoometer, and said the last echo will tell us where it came from, which is the Why? precise opposite of how you find out where a sound's coming from, which is before it starts echoing, you can figure out which direction it's come from. Um, how do you think that's the last find it echo. Out? <laughs> pretty sure bats go with well, the last echo no you're right actually yeah <laughs> bats make a sound and then wait for 30 seconds <laughs> Maybe there was... and then listen to where the last randomly <laughs> deflected noise came from there was a bat inside it the was device. quite something yeah <laughs> that was yeah. The, the the other physics note i've got is how are they going to get back out again well. But they answered that one, so... <laughs> Deus Ex Volcana. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Which also was clearly just, like, oatmeal or something. <laughs> yes. Oh, the love... Oh, God, the poor lizard. Oh, the... yeah, I know. They clearly just dumped hot, hot something on that. Or read something on it, which, oh, as yeah. you say, it could easily have just been like, yeah, some porridge that they made red and like poured <laughs> onto it. But it really did like fall over <laughs> while they were pouring it on. And I, I feel like that was at least mild animal cruelty. Oh yeah, that did upset me quite a lot. Uh, they definitely uh, also filmed those and... other lizards eating that that one as well. You know the original lizards. Oh, were they lizards. eating a? Oh yeah. Yeah. But I think the the lizard that they were eating was maybe not a real lizard, right? It looked real. I don't maybe, maybe. Who knows? Oh, maybe it was. <laughs> yeah, definitely there were there were a couple of sort of this isn't quite right moments. I mean Komodo dragons do that, don't they? They eat each other. Yeah, I think the thing is though, if you're if you're whole like if they're captive lizards, then you kind of have to make the decision to allow them to kill one of them. Mm. Um, it's a little different when it's in the wild. Uh, like if you've got two dogs that are always fighting, you kind of need to stop them fighting rather than letting one of them kill the other one and saying, oh, they do that in the wild. Um, my brother's rabbit killed my rabbit. Oh, that's really <laughs> that's sad. That's so funny. <laughs> oh. oh, that's awful. Big brothers, eh? <laughs> Bloody shoggy. Oh, Shuggy. <laughs> we were called Shuggy and Doggy. And then oh. Shuggy killed Doggy. And then a rat killed Shuggy. Oh, God. Oh. The circle of life, eh? <laughs> it was a brutal uh. couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty bad. Uh. Yeah. Dinosaurs. <laughs> um, I have a question. Which is mm-hmm. why didn't Hans learn some English or the other people learn some Icelandic if they were down there for like two thirds of a year? Because then they wouldn't have needed the talking women. That's true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Just have sent her home, called a cab. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with you that he it showed at the end that he had learned some English uh, enough yes, to I make suppose. that little speech. Yeah. 
but you'd think he'd have like got a few words in before then. Well, I do not know. I think that to learn a language once, I'm actually not sure how it works, um, but I was thinking that it is more complicated maybe than we think. I mean, there are communities in the United States that do not speak English and they've been there for so long and they still do not speak English. Um, but I suppose um, if you were the only person there around other people who were just speaking a different language that you'd pick up, you know, like bits and bobs here and there, like, you know, you're just hearing it all the time, maybe. But if you can live in a sort mm. of self-supporting community, then there's no need. Maybe. I, I don't know. I just thought it was odd. Um, that sounds exactly right. I, I'd have thought communities that go to a country and don't learn the language there, it's because they spend all their time with each other, mm. um, whereas he, he was spending all his time with, uh, yeah, with three Three English speakers. Yeah, I guess that you would naturally try to teach this other person uh, some of your language because you need to communicate mm. with that person. Mm. Not least because that, that it's not like they had much else to do. They just had to walk and <laughs> talk to each other. Uh, I'd have thought he could be fluent in like a month. <laughs> and play concertina. And play concertina, yeah. <laughs> And flirt outrageously. <laughs> Apparently, and um, quack. They, the two leads, I forget the name, Arlene Darlin. I always want to say Jason Mason, but I don't think that is his name. Um, <laughs> Jason Mason. Jason Mason. Um, they were, their relationship was exactly like it was throughout most of the film, which they, they didn't get on at all. He was always fed up oh, with her. Oh, wow. Because like, she was a bit of a prima donna although that sounds sexist so i'm not sure i believe that um but yeah he was always like getting frustrated yeah. with her nice my, my assumption is that almost all famous actors are prima donnas yeah so i can believe it <laughs> but i yeah. could definitely believe it of him he wouldn't even go to bloody scotland just to <laughs> to <laughs> walk through a crowd of musicians <laughs> mm. Um, that's kind of cool. Did they get married in real life? <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So it was realistic. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed this film. Excellent. So did I. I thought some of the sets I were pretty cool. I might watch it again. Like they did. Yeah. Some of the sets were less cool. Some of them were clearly just mm-hmm. some aluminium like pipe cleaners stuck against a wall. Um, (laughs) but the cavernous jewels and like geodes and minerals yeah that was a nice set yeah oh what a shame he picked the one rock that was plugging up that huge (laughs) dam that was ridiculous I was so frustrated because it wasn't even representative of the bulk it was this one weird one and a mass (laughs) of things that were all the same it's like surely the interesting thing is that another one is hugely prevalent. Surely you take that as your representative example. Yeah. No. Had to take the one that flooded the place. Rubbish. Bloody. Blood bloody. Yeah. A couple of last questions, um, unless anyone else has anything else. No, go ahead. Um I think this would make a good TV show. 
was wondering how you might turn this into a TV show. Oh, like a a 20-minute after-school cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Where they learn something new about friendship each time. (laughs) They get into a different adventure underneath the earth. Yeah. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Enjoy that. Because it seemed it was quite, it was a little bit episodic. The way it progressed. Yeah. had these ups and downs. Yeah. Or just downs, if you will. (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, yeah. Yeah, it had a bit of a sort of Star Trek Voyager thing to it, where, like, they're they're trying to get somewhere, they're on a very long journey, and they get into adventures along the way. Yeah, and it's sort of like peril, relief, peril, relief. Very. Yeah. <gasps> it's like the Odyssey. <laughs> Tell us why. But without the homoerotic subtext. <laughs> Very much with, or maybe with it. Yeah. Well, maybe with it. Um, yeah, they they uh, they're going on a long journey to get somewhere, and they're not quite sure what they'll find when they get there. And they get into crazy situations along the way um, that test their metal. And they. That's it. No, it's <laughs> not like the Odyssey. <laughs> I thought you were going to suggest. The only appropriate medium for this story would be an epic poem. Oh, I'd read that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Translated from quick. <laughs> Sing muse of Carla Goetheberg and Professor <laughs> Lindenbrook. <laughs> Alec McEwen with the golden hair. <laughs> <laughs> Swift-footed hands. I was going to say swift-footed uh, Gertrude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gertrude. Uh, Can't believe you would eat Gertrude, Claire. Sorry? She was just as much a part of that expedition as everyone else. That's true. But also, she was a food source when they had no food source. They're all food sources if you look at them that way. Yep. <laughs> She's the least sentient. That's, I disagree. But we can agree <laughs> to disagree on that. I was, uh, yeah. I'd have eaten Stagnason. Yeah, me too. They were going to kill him anyway. Yeah, all this shit about, oh, let's not bother killing him. Let's just take him all the way on like, the three-month <laughs> journey with us, even though he's probably planning to kill us. Yeah. It did startle me, the absolute waste of him eating Gertrude and then dying immediately before he'd even digested her. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that was an outrage. Pretty rotten. He was a villain if through and him. through. <laughs> yeah, he was a bad and Sagnuson. I was hoping he would redeem himself somehow, but no, he was just a rotten egg. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say if they'd eaten him? If, they, if they'd eaten him, it would have been like some kind of justice for Gertrude. <laughs> <laughs> then they'd sort of be um, eating Gertrude. Yeah, but in a sort of beautiful circle of life type way. Maybe. And that yeah. would be fine, because Gertrude was a food source. <laughs> <laughs> You're a oh, vegan. Gertrude. I know. <laughs> if I was in the centre of the earth. And I had with the your best of friend, a, a your best friend who just happens to be a dog. I'd eat the herbivore. I'd eat you. 
<laughs> well, you'd get very ill potentially. So you'd get worms or something. <laughs> okay, lastly, just like we asked with Whiskey Galore and all those, what would you do differently? All female remake. <laughs> all duck remake. Except Except one man who's trying to prove himself. All duck remake, I like it. Oh, yeah, that would be the, the after-school 20-minute cartoon version, wouldn't it? They'd all be animals. Oh, yeah, Possibly all nice. ducks. Yeah. Except Gertrude, who's a human. <laughs> um, no, sorry, that was a good question, and uh, there should be a serious answer. Uh... I mean, I wouldn't make it because you can't travel into the Earth's core. And I'd, yeah. I'd find it very difficult. I'd maybe just have it be an adventure somewhere else. That's somewhere you might be able to have an adventure, not somewhere it's definitely impossible to. So you'd just write a different story then? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd write a different story. <laughs> I'd be set this, it in a... I'd write the same Sorry. story. I just wouldn't say that we're going to the centre of the earth. <laughs> Journey to the place that's relatively far away, but not so far away that we can't get there on foot in six months. <laughs> <laughs> it's less snappy. How about a fantasy remake? Like okay. set it in Middle Earth or Narnia oh, or something. Yeah. Mm. where we really could believe that the centre of the earth is like that. In fact, this was very Narnia-ish. Yeah, it was oh, a bit. Oh, God, who was Jesus? <laughs> oh, no. oh, well, Gertrude was Jesus. Yeah, Gertrude led them all to the Promised Land, didn't she? And then was killed by... <gasps> oh, my God, it ...by Sagnason, yes. who was, uh, yeah, Judas, uh, who soon got his comeuppance, of course. Yep. Um and then they all ascended to as heaven. As a result of that, yeah, everyone got everyone got to heaven or the surface. That was surprisingly easy. Yeah, that works really well. Who wow. was Ishmael? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Professor Lindenbrook was definitely Ahab. <laughs> His sort of obsession with getting to the centre of the world at any cost, no yeah. matter who he upsets. Uh, so I guess Ishmael is Alec, who's mm. just a young man who gets dragged along. Who is Starbuck? God, I can't remember who Starbuck is now. The coffee supplier. <laughs> Sorry, is that not it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. I like that they had a I... cup of tea. Like, start your journey to the centre of the earth. It's the end of the first day. What do you do? We'll make a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. I, I can get behind that as a moral position. Yeah. <laughs> the mushroom soup looked quite good as well. <laughs> Maybe this was all a massive trip. Maybe they were just <laughs> high on shrooms. 
Well, it was only after they started eating the shrooms that they started seeing giant lizards and sailing <laughs> oh my God. on a, there were no giant an underground lizards. ocean. <laughs> they didn't it's find like Atlantis. It's like Scooby-Doo all over again. <laughs> this was just a very big cave that was actually going up and down, and they just got a bit confused and thought it was still going down. And they were like <laughs> half a kilometre underneath the surface, <laughs> eating shrooms that they found and having hallucinations about <laughs> lizards and Atlantis and stuff and then eventually just got <laughs> rescued by some divers yeah. who found them. And some nuns. Yeah. That's what Gotta happens though. If you have a bad trip, you end up just like naked in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> like in Dumbo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad you picked this film. Oh, excellent. I'm glad. And I apologise to Fernando yeah. for... Yes. No, it's fine. Thank you. Thank you for... Mm. I've enjoyed our discussion. Well, even if I think this was... the Oh, we haven't even talked about the best scene! The best scene was when they were stuck in that barn and they thought that they were communicating with another prisoner. Oh, what a load of crap. That was so good. It lasted like five minutes of them just tapping on the wall. It was so out of place. I loved it so much. Disaster. That's my favourite scene in any film ever. I laughed so much. Why were they in there? Genuinely laughed. Someone kidnapped them. I don't know. (laughs) This like murderous guy that wants to stop them from uncovering the greatest secrets that the earth has ever known. And they... He just chucks them in a pile of feathers in a barn. (laughs) And then they got out, like, an hour later. (laughs) 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 Complete rubbish. Uh, It made the film for me. (gasps) Let's try Russian. (laughs) It's a duck. That was good. Yeah. Anyway. Um, thank you in particular, Fernando, for um, for making a bit more of a discussion of this than I think I was going to have. I was just going to say, oh, wasn't <laughs> the physics stupid and wasn't it funny? Um, but yeah, that was, yeah, like a good observation mm-hmm. about about the sexism and stuff. And that was, that's worth thinking about, definitely. Mm. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, the only other thing that I would like to point out, because that's the only other note that I have on my cell phone, um, is that at one of the opening scenes, um, Professor Lindenbrook says, um, science is not a guessing game. And this made me think of Charlie's Angels, the newest version, when one of the training angels says, isn't she, isn't she's accused, she said, someone tells her, um, well, she says, I'm going to guess. And someone says, oh, that doesn't sound very scientific. And she says, yes, yes, it is very scientific. First step of the scientific method, uh, hypothesis. Um, yeah. And, right. uh-huh. and I guess that tells you how Professor Lindbrook was just so incompetent that he was even incompetent in science. <laughs> he did not even know his game. <laughs> Should have listened to the bloody Charlie's Angels, as we all should. Mm-hmm. Next film. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Nice.
I'm ready to play the music. Great. Yep. Yeah. Here we go. It's loading. My apologies. Brilliant. And scene. (laughs) Once a wrap. So thank you very much, everyone, for the first uh, 50 meetings. Whoa. <gasps> Whoa. It's, it's been a hell of a ride. It's <laughs> been Hasn't an it adventure, just? yes. Um, should we hold off on picking the next film then? Oh, yeah, maybe. Because um, next it'll be, uh, it'll be the awards, right? Ooh. Yeah, we've got to do our yeah. Oscars preparation yeah. rather than watching a new film as well. Excellent. So I, I guess in a couple of days we'll we'll set that in motion and, and choose some categories, right? Yeah. Yes. 